0: Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. So, today, if you are tracking with us, if you're joining us more or less live, here in the beginning of August 2019, you know that we are in, towards the end actually, of um, lyric writing tools week, which does not, does not, uh, why can't I remember this phrase? Doesn't, something off the tongue. It's going to drive me crazy. It's 1130 at night. That's my excuse for not remember. Roll off the tongue. There we go. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, and today we are going to talk about multiple meanings. Um, which is, it has some relation to symbolism, which we talked about yesterday. Um, but is also different. Um, and we're going to dive into that. Uh, but before we do, I keep forgetting to do this. So I'm going to do it now so I don't forget. But... I'm going to link to this in the description, but I have a, a a short poll or not really a poll, a short survey. Um, it just has, I don't know, four questions. Um, and then if you want, you can put your name and email and stuff like that. Um, and I would love, 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 love. If you guys would click on that link in the description and take the survey And if you haven't reviewed this podcast or shared it with somebody else and you feel like, man, I keep getting this content and I haven't given anything back, well, you can give back by filling out the survey. It shouldn't take you too long. Uh, You could make it take 30 seconds or 20 minutes uh, if you wanted because there's one very open-ended question Uh, For that first open-ended question, the more details you can give, the more helpful it will be to me. Um, And the real reason for you to want to do this is that it will help me make content that you want. Um, And if I don't know what you want, I'm sort of guessing. You know, like I decided to do Lyric Writing Week because I thought, oh, I haven't done that much on lyrics but i have no way of knowing like well, what did you find helpful what is it that you struggle with most you know like i can i can think back of you know on what sort of things i struggled with most when i was first beginning to songwrite and stuff but you know it's starting to be a while while ago now i i first started songwriting you know oh, well over 10 years ago now even though i'm only 26 Um, so it's, it's been a while and, you know, I learned music theory and really got into songwriting in early high school. Um, so it's been a while. Um, and, and just because, you know, I, I know the traps that I went through and can remember some of them doesn't mean it's your experience. And, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is, is, is really to help you, right? Like it's not just me sitting here because I enjoy talking about this. I do enjoy talking about this. Um, I wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Uh, I love talking about songwriting. I love helping people with songwriting, but really the key there is that I just said helping. You know, um, you know, I, I have no interest in recording a podcast, me talking about a songwriting thing that doesn't help any of you. I want to help you as much as possible. I want to bring as much value to you as possible. Um and the only way I can do that is if I know what it is you're struggling with, you know, I, like are you struggling with, you know, I don't even know where to start with music theory that I need to know in order to song write. or I don't know how to start writing a song or you know, is, is lyrics more of a struggle for you? Or is it, you know, you just feel like your lyric just never quite comes out right, or you don't really know how to figure out what chords go with your melody. You know, like there's so many different things, but I don't really know. Uh, but if you fill out that survey, which again, I'm going to link in the description that will help me out to make content that will be more helpful for you. Uh, I assume I'm doing something right because even though I haven't heard from any of you, um, so if you thought you reached out to me, know that I did not see it. And I don't know, email me, joseph at com to let me know, like, hey, like, you're not, you know, I I tweeted at you and you didn't see it or something like that, which by the way, if you did tweet at me or followed me on Twitter, uh, I haven't really looked at Twitter in many months except for like five minutes once. So that would be why I didn't see that. Um, but main point here, please fill out the survey. If you do one thing for me, it would be that. Um, even more so than leaving a glowing review of this podcast. Um, but as I was saying, I assume I'm doing something right because of, uh, there's clear growth in numbers of listeners to this podcast, which is awesome. And, you know, if you have helped spread and told a friend, I'm super grateful for that. Keep it up. Keep doing it. Keep spreading the good word. Um, But I really need to know, you know, how I'm doing and the things that that I can do to most help you uh, to make sure that this podcast continues to be uh, very much worth your time and and hopefully that it gets better and better over time Um, because, you know, I want to keep getting better at this, not worse or not, you know, my goal is in two years, you think, wow, I was with him from the beginning when it was okay, but now it's really good uh, is what I want to go for. And the best way to do that is to know what it is you need. Uh, So please take that survey. Now that I've spent five minutes trying to convince you to take the survey, I hope you do. But let's dive into uh, today's podcast about multiple meanings, Um, which will probably be a little bit on the shorter side because, A, I just took several minutes to try to get you to fill out the survey to help me help you. Um, And partially because there's a lot... Um, that I feel like is sort of covered by symbolism in this. Um, so, because this is almost an extension of symbolism. So multiple meanings is or can be related to symbolism. Because symbolism, right, is one directional. You have this symbol, you have this fake thing that represents something real, right? So for, for the example I used for symbolism in Dance with the Devil, the Breaking Benjamin song, where they use the image of somebody dancing with the devil devil, and don't you dare look at him in the eye um, as a symbol for resisting the urge to commit suicide because the person is struggling with suicidal thoughts. Um, that is not literal, right? Like the person is not literally dancing with the devil. He's not literally saying, literally don't look at that literal devil in the eyes, right? It's a lot of literal, but you know, that's, that's one directional, right? You, you have the fake image that is commenting on the very real situation. Multiple meanings is, can be bidirectional, right? So instead of a fake symbol representing a real thing, you have something li- literal that you're also utilizing to symbolize something even deeper. And with multiple meanings, none of them have to be a symbolic one necessarily, you can have something open-ended to the point that there's there's you know multiple meanings of 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 one thing. It can be taken multiple ways, um, but none of them are really symbolic. And you don't even have to be limited to two meanings. Uh, but for the most part, we're gonna talk about the, the most common and what I think is most useful, which is mostly that bi-directional multiple meaning where you have a symbol that is also literal. Um so the only song I could think of, uh, for an example for this is actually one of my own songs and it's from an upcoming EP that I'm working on. And I learned basically, uh, long story short, went to a small play and done by kids. It was really good. Um, completely done by kids. There's just like one adult that sort of guides them with it. Uh, and he actually wrote the, the script uh, but but everything else, like the kids do the props, the kids do everything, did a great job in New Hampshire. It was all about Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's has kind of been on my mind a lot um, because I've had two grandparents pass away from, one from fast-moving dementia and one from Alzheimer's in the past uh, couple of years. Um, so Alzheimer's has has sort of hit home with me recently. And in that story, the the old man with Alzheimer's um keeps sitting on a stump thinking it's a bus stop. And I thought, oh, well that's that's interesting. And he kept saying like he wants to go home to to see his wife. His wife is dead. Um but he keeps wanting to go home to see his wife. And uh, long story short, at the en- at the end of the um play, they took questions and stuff, and somebody asked about the bus stop thing. And it turns out that it's actually a real thing that Alzheimer's treatment places, so like Uh, nursing homes that are specifically catered towards Alzheimer's patients have actually started putting in fake bus stops because often the Alzheimer's patients feel, um, constrained being there and want to go home and they might not know or remember that, that home is gone. They remember home because often Alzheimer's patients have, have decent long-term memory. So they would remember, you know, where home was and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but they, I don't know where to, where I was going with that. Um, so, so they, they remember home, um, and they want to escape because even if home is no longer there, even if they sold their house, you know, 20 years ago, um, they still remember that and, and, and they tend to want to escape. Now, the problem is that if they try to escape, you know, you have Alzheimer's patients that you're losing and you have to go look for them and they might get lost in the woods or something. If, if there's woods right near there, lost in the cornfields, if you're living in Ohio, like me. Um, but these fake bus stops are basically just there, almost like a, a collection tool where like, they will go sit at this fake bus stop because they don't know that it's a fake bus stop. And and what they're doing is they're waiting for the bus to come that's never going to come because it's fake so that they can escape, so they can leave to go back home. So that gives the workers an opportunity to come out to that fake bus stop and, you know, talk to them. And eventually they either forget or they can sort of be convinced to come back in. Um but it's a good way for them to not be lost or anything, because they don't just, you know, walk off. Um instead they sit at a bus stop. They know so the workers know where to look and they know how to deal with the problem. So naturally, I wrote a song about this, and it's called Bus Stop. And it centers around a young man who's trying to talk an Alzheimer's patient back inside from the fake bus stop. And for the most part, at the beginning of the song, it's it's the chorus is sung from the old man's perspective and then the younger man um has the verses that changes a little bit um but the main storyline here is the young man is maybe the man's son the older man's son or grandson some sort of relative they're at least oh you know know each other or at least the younger man knows the older man the older man's memory makes it so he doesn't necessarily remember who the younger man is. Um, But I'm going to read you the first chorus and the last chorus to kind of give you an idea of where this multiple meanings part comes from. So the first first chorus says, I'm going home to those I need to see. I can't recall their names, but I know they wait for me. I hear this is a bus stop to where I need to go. I need to take this journey to someplace that I know. So that's from the old man's perspective. Because he's sitting at the bus stop. In the first verse, the young man was sort of trying to be like, what are you doing out here? It's cold. It's nighttime. You know, come back in. This isn't, you know, you're not going anywhere. This this, um, this isn't a real bus stop. Probably doesn't say that, but, you know, that's the gist of, of what he's thinking. And within the story, right, this is a very literal bus stop. Because it's a literal fake bus stop based on the fact that this is a thing that actually happens. This is a thing that Alzheimer's facilities are actually implementing. And he very literally is probably trying to go back home. But then if we take a look at the final course, we're adding some layers of meaning to the bus stop. So the final course is from the young man's perspective. It's implied that the old man has now passed away. And it says, now I know you're home with the loved ones you knew. You remember their names and all their love for you. I hear this is a bus stop and we don't stay too long. I'm glad you finally made it to where you belong. So now, right, That is a very literal bus stop, but now it also has become symbolic of something more. Uh, The young man is sort of musing to himself that life itself is kind of a bus stop where we don't stay too long. You know, it's just, it's just sort of a, 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 we stop there for a short time, get back on the bus and move on to the next thing, move on to the next place. Um, is sort of what, what the young man's saying. So, so now the bus stop has become two things. It's a very literal bus stop, but it's also a symbolic bus stop that's symbolic for life. And then through all this, it sort of begins to ask many different questions. So, you know the whole time um the progression sort of is that the young man is sort of irritated with with the old man at first like it's come on it's it's cold outside how do you not know by now come on like this isn't a real bust of this like come inside you're not going anywhere home is gone the people you know are gone you need to come back inside um and he might not say that but that's there's there's certainly some, some frustration there. And, and sort of what I'm trying to do there is I want people to almost have the perspective of like, you know, this, this Alzheimer's patient is, I don't want to say crazy, but you know, they're, because of their loss of memory, there's so many things that they're very unclear on, you know, like he doesn't know that home is gone. He doesn't know that his wife and family and all the, all of them are already dead. But then at the end when i'm adding this second layer of meaning where now the bus stop and getting on the bus to go to the next place is now sort of a metaphor for dying and going to heaven now all of a sudden you know maybe the old man wasn't crazy maybe the old man you know his he through his lack of memory he actually had clarity and that him at the bus stop was symbolic of the fact that he's saying look I'm ready to go I'm ready to go I'm ready to go back you know I'm I'm or not back I'm ready to finally go home to heaven where where I'll see all these people who I don't remember their names and that last chorus is sort of what what works to solidify that symbolic aspect of it as well as to sort of open up to questions. You know, on what level was the old man right the whole time? You know, was it really that his memory was gone, but he just happened to also be right in the symbolic sense that he's, he's going home? Uh, or was was he with it enough to know that the whole time? So that's 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 really all that we're going for with this multiple meanings thing, is that we have something... Often literal, that is also symbolic of something, instead of just a symbol that's commenting on something literal. So it's sort of bi-directional, which is a cool thing to to add to our songs. It's a it's a nice it's a nice little tool that, uh, in my opinion, is probably underutilized in general. And I have had a lot of fun working on this song. I'm actually not done with the song yet. It's the only song on the album I haven't really, or on the EP I haven't really finished yet, but I'm definitely excited to do so. And I hope that this has convinced you um, that you should also try to implement this multiple meanings concept into your songs. Um, So again... If any of these podcasts have been helpful to you, please leave a glowing review wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, If you don't have a glowing review, hit me up, message me directly, tell me how I can fix it. Or better yet, take the survey. And tell me what it is that you want to learn. Or or better yet, tell me what it is that you find what the question actually is, is what your sort of what your pain points are. You know, what is it when you think of songwriting or sit down to songwrite? What is it that makes you not songwrite? What is it what is it that's the hardest for you? What is it that that has prevented you from taking the dive to write the first song? Um, etc. I really want to know what your your pain points are so i can help you fix them help you uh, find a solution that's what i'm here for i'm here to help you with that said uh i will talk to you tomorrow for another lyric writing tool thanks for listening to the songwriter theory podcast be sure to subscribe and tell a friend If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 Proven Ways to Start Writing a Song at songwritertheory.com slash freeguide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.